What's up, y'all? It has been a while. I know the summer months are kind of crazy. We have a lot going on. Um, June, July, just is it flew by. I, like honestly, I I don't know where it went. Um, but here I am, and I haven't done this in a while. I, I wanted to um, show up in the podcast, and I will be showing up a lot more with guests. But today, you have me, and so um, you're welcome. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, so a lot going on over here. I'm creating a new program. It is dropping. Um, August 10th, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, today I just wanted to talk about something that came up recently with a client. So I was speaking with a client this morning, and um, I've been working with this person for a significant amount of time, and so I've seen them going through the shit. (laughs) That's what I can say. I can see them going through the shit. And a lot of the stuff that comes up for them is around relationships and intimacy and things like that. And so we started talking about this over a year ago and just talking about what it all means and, and what's going on. And, and, you know, I've seen several people come in and out of their lives and, and ultimately it always ends in the same way. It's a crash and burn of destruction that is their fault. <laughs> um, I mean, when I say it's their fault, there's a lot of different factors at play, but when we really got to the nitty gritty of what it all meant, um, what we found was there was a fear of intimacy, but that is often hidden. So we had no idea that that was what's going on because they aren't afraid to be in relationships. In fact, they've been in, in several relationships or at least situationships where they're very, um, into what's going on and and ultimately there is a demise of the relationship that isn't their doing. So you would think if somebody was, had a fear of intimacy, wouldn't they be the ones to run away? Wouldn't they be the ones to break it off? Wouldn't they be the ones to, you know, end it? And so when they first came to me, I started learning more about this. And the fact of the matter is, no, that is not true. It, it just, Like we think of fear of intimacy as like the, the player who jumps from person to person and, you know, they're doing their thing and they don't want to settle down. Fine. Maybe that is one. And maybe that's not even a fear. Like they're just living their life till they're ready. But fear of intimacy can come through in many different ways. It can be that subconsciously you continue to pick partners that you know won't work out because that's how you want it to end up because at, in the bottom line, you are you have that fear of intimacy, right? A fear of intimacy is it's often subconscious and it affects a person's ability to form and maintain close relationships. So they don't intentionally reject love from another, but... They may behave in ways that create stress in a relationship or, um, you know, something that uh, prohibits them from deepening, deepening intimacy, deepening connections. And this can be in friendships as well. So it's not just romantic um, relationships. And at the subconscious level, they could continuously choose people that it's just, you know, it's just clear it wouldn't work out, but here they are and they want and they, and they jump in and they act, you know, consciously they feel like they're there, but subconsciously they act like they're they're really in it. They really want it. But like on a deeper level, their subconscious knows that it won't work out. So they keep attracting these situations where that's the case because ultimately they have a fear of intimacy. And here's the deal. There's a lot of reasons why that could be right fear of intimacy. It can be, you know, due to childhood trauma, stuff that goes on with your parents, um, you know, things that happen that cause you to have difficulty in trusting others. 
Um, it could be because of a personality disorder, uh, avoidant personality disorder, like, or, you know, schizoid or something like that. Um, it can be because of the relationship they formed with caregivers at an early age. So, um, this goes back to when I was a preschool teacher, there was a kid that was in, uh, he was in, um, foster homes and just left in his crib crying all the time and nobody ever tended to his needs when he was crying and so that created um something within him where he grew up and by the time I got him he was five years old and um you could tell he didn't want to be around anybody he didn't he couldn't form healthy social attachments right so babies cry they express their needs and some caregivers they respond right in in the way that a caregiver would and others respond insensitively or maybe not at all or maybe with anger versus love, or all these different things. And now this is coming to affect people as adults and in their personal relationships and can cause a fear of intimacy. So there are some signs that indicate if you or someone you know may have a fear of intimacy. And and here are some signs to watch out for, okay? Sabotaging relationships. And you're probably, I'm sure all of us can hear these and be like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. But like, think about it. Like, it's not just one. Maybe it hasn't been consistently your relationships become sabotaged. So someone with a fear of intimacy may sabotage their relationships with others. You know, they avoid maintaining relationships. They pull back from conflicts. They hold back from being emotionally close to other people. Um... Others may react intensely to situations, like they want to be in control or overly critical or use guilt on their partner to express hurt or clingy. These are all ways that relationships can be sabotaged. (laughs) I'm sure all of us could pick one of those things, right? Um, And it's not always that you're self-sabotaging, but if you have a sphere of intimacy, that could be why, right? Another sign is that they have a history of short relationships. So some people might call this a serial dater, you know, where they they lose interest after a while or relationship ends and they jump to the next one. Um, Or it can refer to someone having a lot of friends, but none who deeply and truly know them. All right, so that's another sign. Another sign is perfectionism. Perfectionism can, it's, perfectionists can find it hard to to form intimate relationships. They have a high demand on themselves, right? They demand a lot from themselves and sometimes others. So they have a a concern that they're worried about how other people see them. And so they may see their partners as holding impossible expectations for the relationship, leading to anger and conflict. You know, they, they, they worry about how other people are seeing them. They want their relationship to be perfect or, um, so they hold their partners to a standard or they have these expectations that lead to the end of the relationship. So how do we deal with it? How do we deal with the fear of intimacy? I'll get into that in a second. But when I think about these things, this is actually something that I wanted to talk about today because as my client was going through it, it's something that I can also see within myself and something that I am actively working on um, with my therapist and with my coach to where it's like, whoa, we put up these walls these walls just come the hell up and, and all day, we, like there are people that go through and I'm, right now I'm referring to myself to where, oh, why doesn't every, anything ever work out and this and that. And if I'm being honest with myself, the reason why it doesn't work out is this fear of intimacy. It's like self-sabotaging things that 
you know, it because you're scared. I guess you're scared and it's so deep and so raw and so old. And unless you become super aware of yourself and you're actively going through these things, like you might go through your entire life that way. And when I came into my 40s, um, leading up to that, I, I did. I had like, I, at first I called it a midlife crisis and now I call it like a, mid, a midlife resurrection or, you know, acceptance or awareness or just like a reboot because everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter, you're 40. But here's the thing, you, you have a lot of thoughts when that happens, um, for me anyway. As I came into my 40s, I realized, you know, we're out of our 30s now. What does my life look like? What did I think it would look like? And you're going back and forth and you're evaluating your relationships and you're understanding like how much time has passed and how little time you have left. And you're evaluating your friendships and thinking about ones that have gone and, and all the things like whatever it, it's like a lot all that one all at once um for me anyway and I think I've spoke to people who can, could could agree with me who also you know especially for those of us who are single at 40 I feel like you know I have so many friends who they're on their like second marriage third marriage they have kids and like where the way where my brain went was crap what am I going to do? Like, if, am I just going to get old and not have anybody? So I started really just evaluating myself and what the heck I was doing. Um, and ultimately landed on the potential of having fear of intimacy. Um, just based on some of the things that I read about, I'm like, yikes. Okay. Okay. Could be me. What are we going to do about it? So, um, number one, I always recommend therapy. I recommend like listening to podcasts, um, with professionals on it. I recommend coaches and stuff like that. Um, and then just doing the work that you can within yourself, exploring yourself, evaluating everything. You know, if you go through these times where shit blows up, shit hits the fan, you just burn down the house and not in the good way. Um, why, you know, and, and really evaluate what about that situation did you contribute to? How did you make that come about? And is that connected to these fears that are holding you back, these limiting beliefs, these deep things that are tied to our subconscious that were formed when we were kids that we could either continue to ignore and go through our entire lives that way, or we can see them for what they are and begin to work through them. I mean, relationships are never easy, right? But a fear of intimacy, it, it, it may be more common than we think. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't own up to that or would deny that they have it, but I, I looked up some research and it shows that 42% of people are saying that they feel alone. Okay, well, why are you alone? <laughs> Fear of intimacy. No, I don't know. Um, so what do you do? How do you deal with it? Well, create a safe space. A person who fears intimacy may act in ways that push people away, push their partner away, put their, push their friends away, um, the people in their lives, their family. They may shut down or run away. Um, if that happens, if you're, if say you're with somebody who may have a fear of intimacy, you got to try not to take it personally because for all of us, the easiest thing for our brain to do is to act in ways that are familiar. And so if their go-to is to run and shut down and push people away and, and do whatever, that is familiar, familiar to them. And they may need a little space and time to figure it out. It's just something if you are, that's for if your partner is somebody that deals with it. If it's you, I mean, I would say do what you need to do. Take some time for yourself, but challenge yourself 
on running away. I am that person who runs the fuck away at times. I either lean in or run away. Um, And I've had friends challenge me on it, which has been helpful, I guess. I don't know. It's it's uncomfortable. And here's the thing. Dude, the growth comes in the uncomfortability of what it is. And it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But so is the pattern of fear of intimacy. Um, So is the pattern of broken relationships, broken friendships, broken family um, situations. That is also uncomfortable. So we get to choose which uncomfortable we want to deal with. So create a safe space for that person if it's somebody in, or, or create a safe space for yourself, right? Confront your fears and emotions. Obviously, like I just said, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? But it's important to start expressing these things. So if you are somebody who's dealing with a person's fear of intimacy, um, say what you feel and not what you think you should say, right? If you are the person that has a fear of intimacy, get your fucking journal out. Let's go. Lean into it. Get it all out there. What are you truly feeling? Don't allow yourself to run away from that either. Because you can run away from friends. You can run away from places. You can run away from things. But you can also run away from your, your true feelings. And you can cover it up with alcohol and weed and gossiping and just distractions. Or you can sit in that uncomfortable feeling and lean in and get it all out on paper. And that's one of the best things that you can do. Um, if you don't, if you aren't somebody that normally expresses themselves in that way, learn about feeling words, right? Like learn about the words. <laughs> Again, I was a preschool teacher, but go through that emotion list. You know, the one that shows people's faces and I used to show it to the kids. Like it would show an angry face and say, this person's feeling angry. Like go through and, and learn about words that will help you to express yourself. Feeling words. Um, And if you're in a relationship with somebody who has a fear of intimacy, learn to gently tell your partner that they might be feeling this kind of way um, and why you think they're feeling this way, okay? Do that in a very respectful way. I don't know how it works for you, but like not in a way where you're telling them what they they need to know or see in themselves, but maybe just bring it up to them. Ask some powerful questions, right? Look into your past. An important step in building intimate relationships is looking back at your early relationships with your family. This also can be very uncomfortable um, to look back and, and see what it was like. Many people that I know, they're like, I, I'm, re- I'm just walking forward. I don't want to look back there. It doesn't feel good. And I get that. I get that if it works for you. But if it's coming up and you find that you are repetitively sabotaging things, you are, there is this thing that keeps coming up for you that is in, you know, affecting your life, it's time to take a look at it. Look back at your early years, your relationships with people, your relationships with family. What was that like? Research shows that childhood experiences with our parents or caregivers are linked to our expectations and beliefs about adult relationships. So if we don't understand and confront our past, right, we'll end up repeating the patterns that resulted in this fear. Yeesh. So how do we do that? How do we look into our past and, and other than just look at it and feel like shit? Um, therapy, yes. I have a therapist. Um, coaches, yes. Uh, research, you know, like Google's great. I mean, just be careful what you're reading. But um, there's a lot of good things out there. But therapy, number one. Um, so when it comes to fear of intimacy, I think, like I said at the beginning, a lot of times you think that what that looks like is somebody who doesn't want to settle down. 
but there is so much more that goes into it. There is so much more that um, it could be. Like I said, you could be repeating patterns, um, going after people that will never work out. Like on paper, you could write it down and they're like, well, they live uh, across in another continent. Um, They're on a different time zone. They have kids that don't want kids and they're 25 years younger, but damn, I'm in love. (laughs) That if, if you were repeatedly going for that, and, and you're confused because you're like, well, I'm not afraid of intimacy. I want to be intimate with this person. Of course you do. Of course you do. Because that was n- never going to work out. And what you're used to is it not working out. And what you're used to is the pain of feeling it not work out. Does that make sense? So, um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about that today. I think that it's an interesting topic. And I am going to do some research around um, bringing a specialist on who knows a lot more about it. Because I feel like it's something that I'm personally going through, but also a lot of people that I know as well. And I think it would be helpful to hear from somebody that is like a professional in this sense. So if you would like that, I want you to leave a comment and let me know. And if you know somebody that you can connect me with that specializes in this area, I would love to hear from you. Um, You can leave a comment as well or send me an email. And I will be back soon. I have some good guests lined up in the next couple weeks so don't worry we will be back each week with um a podcast I'm, I'm back on track summer was a little chaotic but we are here we're moving forward we're showing up we're doing the thing we are committed to growth and whatever that looks like and whether that's comfortable uncomfortable and everything in between that's that's my commitment to you and uh yeah i hope that you have a good day talk to you soon